Hi guys, what's up? This is me, Alex. Welcome back to another episode of What Alex Says, my podcast where you already know I be saying stuff, ebonically speaking. And I am so excited to be chatting with you today. It's been a while. I did not want to just come on here and talk about random stuff for the sake of being consistent and posting, but I wanted to wait until a message was on my spirit, on my heart to share, or I really did some like thoughtful planning as far as what I wanted to communicate about. And Thanksgiving passed, so it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I hope your holiday was great. Mine was decent, didn't really do too much. I didn't have a Thanksgiving dinner, except for maybe the day after Thanksgiving. So was it Black Friday? I went to like Whole Foods and got some of their stuff. But for the most part, uh, I missed out on a like a soul foodie type of meal. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, Christmas is coming up. I'm excited about that, I guess. I did some Black Friday shopping and pretty much... Got almost everything that was would be on my Christmas list. Uh, the only thing I... I'll tell you what I got. And then, I don't know. I guess I'll tell you what's on my Christmas list. Not that you really care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. So, what I really wanted for Christmas... Um, I, what I really wanted in general, not just for Christmas. Like, I don't think that because it's a holiday, I should want a gift for it. But I've been wanting a hair, a, a hair steamer, and it's by a company called Q Redu. And I have a hair steamer already, but it's a hooded one, and it's it works fine. But since it's hooded, it like just takes time to set up, and you gotta clean it. And it's not a long process, but I'm lazy, and I don't wanna do all that. So I wanted to try the handheld, see what that life was like. But I think it's like $78, and I never wanted to spend that. So for Black Friday, the company Q Redu, they had a $20 off situation, so I had to capitalize. And now they currently have a $15 off uh, deal. So if you are into hair steaming, got natural hair that is difficult to like maintain and moisturize, I think I recommend it. They seem to have really good reviews. So not only did I buy the Curadu hair steamer, I also bought uh, a lot of soap from a company that I adore, a small business. It's on Etsy, and the company is called Soapy Faith. Highly recommend. Like, the soap smell great, leave you clean, uh, great for sensitive skin, eczema, all that. And, yeah, they're just, just fire. Like, period, point blank. I'm going to do a blog post with, with this stuff in it, but you hear, you heard it here first. So I bought some Soapy Faith soap on Target.com. I bought a rice cooker and a small crock pot so that I can like make little meals. And that's pretty much, oh, and I bought some stuff from BCBG, like the sales rack, because they had like 50% off everything. I had to capitalize on that because BCBG and Banana Republic, their clothes fit me really, really well. So like as a petite person, like sometimes I struggle with clothes or feeling like I have to get stuff tailored or whatever, but... Yeah, those two companies are so bomb for me. And I also ordered some stuff from ASOS, but I know I'm going to send some of it back. But um, yeah, that was pretty much my Black Friday in a nutshell. And I enjoyed it. I like shopping from my bed. I don't really like going to the stores and dealing with like crowds of people. But anywho, this entire podcast is not about what I did for Thanksgiving. It shouldn't really be a weekend recap, but I decided to give it to you anyway. Oh, and along with Black Friday shopping or online shopping this weekend, I also caught up on a couple Lifetime Christmas movies. Like I had been slipping. I hadn't watched any in a really long time. I watched like 
I want to say I watched four. I watched the Kyla Pratt one, No Time Like Christmas. And also, and <laughs> I hate to say it out loud because I love me some Kyla Pratt, y'all. And like, if there's ever like a movie about not even my life, like if I write a script and I feel like the character is even loosely inspired by me, like I would totally want Kyla Pratt to play it because I've loved her since I was a kid. But this movie was trash, okay? No Time Like Christmas on Lifetime. It just was not good. Like, it was just, it was poorly written. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just wasn't a good movie. Like, but all Lifetime Christmas movies aren't like, oh, this is going to get an Oscar. But this one in particular was the worst of the four that I watched this weekend. I also watched one with Tiamari Hardrick. I think that's how you say her last name. That was pretty cool. That one was like a very vintage Christmas. But both of these two movies were these black women and they like falling in love with a white man. And I was like, okay, Lifetime, y'all better single-handedly like let people know that racism is not a thing over there in those headquarters. These black women are getting wiped up by these whitey, white men. <laughs> but anyway, why did I just say that? I'm done. But uh, I also watched, what else did I watch? I'm oh, dang it. I can't remember the other one. But the most important one I want I to highlight is called Radio Christmas. And it has Keisha Knight Pulliam in there. And, oh, I also watched the Kelly Rowland one. And so the Kelly Rowland one was called Little by Little. Uh, so I'll start with the, I'll talk about the Kelly Rowland one. First of all, Kelly Rowland looked a freaking amazing. It had Brisha Webb in there as well. So like, I, like, I am so here for a lifetime having like diversity in their Christmas movies. They have a whole lot of like black women starring in these Christmas movies. I think Ashanti has one coming up. Um, Lifetime been doing a thug thizzle. And way back in the day, they had a movie with like Megan Good and Brandon T. Jackson. And it was supposed to have a sequel, but it never came out. And I don't think Brandon T. Jackson is ready for it right now. But like that was a good movie too. I don't really know how the budgets work, but I was a fan and I still am a fan. So I highly... Um, suggest that Lifetime keeps this up, but also like have some more diversity. We can have a little Asian, we can have a little Indian, we can, you know, it's not just black and white as far as diversity goes for me. But yeah, the Kelly Rowland movie was cute. She was basically like a baller and her family came to her baller house for the holiday season and for three days and they just was doing the absolute most. Some kids was getting on my nerves in that movie, y'all. So Watch it and hit me up and tell me what you thought. It's called Little by Little, but it's not spelled L-I-T-T-L-E. It's spelled L-I-D-D-L-E. Like, that's their last name, Little. Um, and lastly, Radio Christmas with Keisha and I Pulliam was my favorite uh, Lifetime Christmas movie so far. And it was my favorite because it just, it wasn't, like, it had the best acting, I think. And also, it was just like, okay, I don't got to be no Christmas magic, no twinkling in the stars. It was just like, okay, a solid little story. She got her a little a man with a kid, and it was just cute. Like, But you know, Lifetime movies, they all in a small town, and at the end, everybody going to get their man. So you already know it's a happy ending. It's a vibe. So get you some popcorn, get your snacks, and just make a night out of it. Like, I don't care. Highly recommend what Alex likes. That's it. All right, so moving on. Now let's get to the topic of this podcast, the one that is probably the reason why you clicked it, um, and it's just fear. I wanted to talk about fear today because it's been something that's on my heart, and I've 
I've operated in fear for a, a large portion of this year, and I kind of made the decision to stop doing that. And I'm just now seeing like what that looks like. Uh, in the past, um, I've been like afraid of stuff, and I just did it anyway. So I wanted to come on here and share some little stories or whatever the case may be, and I don't know, hopefully encourage some people out there. So just to start, we all know what fear is. Um, and if you don't, we'll give you like a little dictionary definition. Fear is an emotion that's caused by the belief that someone or something is going to harm you, that it's dangerous, or it's going to cause you pain, or it's going to be a threat for some odd reason. So that's what fear is. It's an emotion that all of us face at some point. I really hate to hear people say, I'm not scared of nothing. Because I just don't believe it. We're all scared of something, um, whether it be a spider <laughs> or, you know, just a, scared of failure. Uh, so that's why I want to come on here and talk about it, because I personally have just been so afraid of failure or so afraid of what other people might think that it kind of changes the way I move or it changes the way that I want to move. And I don't want to be like that no more. So. My main question that I have surrounding fear is like, why are we afraid of things that have more potential to help us than they do to harm us, right? So, so many of my uh, friends or just people I may meet, they say they want write, to write a book, right? Or they want to write a movie or they want to get a new job, but they don't do the actions that they need to, or they don't take the actions that they need to, to get them to reach their goal because they're scared. Or I honestly think sometimes it's just because we're lazy, right? We just don't want to do the hard work. But a lot of times for other people, there is a fear. Like we're, we're scared of rejection. We're scared that we're not going to do good. So we just stay in a very safe place. I don't want to do that anymore. As I said before, like I don't want to just stay in a safe place because if I know that I'm not happy here, why am I going to continue to like subject myself to this unhappiness or this like dissatisfaction, I should say. And I want to give you an example in my personal life. So I'll give two. First is going to be just my move to Houston, right? So I'm a Los Angeles native. I am a California girl, like through and through, right? And um, I was about 25 when I decided that I would I wanted to move to Houston. I LA was fine, I guess, um, but it was just it was really a struggle for me because I graduated college, but I couldn't find work in my field, and I'm like I'm barely making it. I'm working a job I don't like, so why, Lord, <laughs> get me out of here? <laughs> and the best way for me to do that, at least I thought, would be to just change my scenery because I had applied for jobs like so many times and just not gotten them. And I'm like, well, maybe this is a sign that you got to go because it was like, I'm working two and three jobs just to barely make ends meet. And so I made the decision to apply for a job in LA, not in LA. I applied for a job in Houston. My friend, shout out to David, like he drove to Houston with me. It was kind of a selfish thing too, because he wanted to see this girl, but it's all good because I, I cut for him. I appreciate the road trip. <laughs> uh, so he came with me. I interviewed. I did well in the interview. And then the company, they did like some follow-up interviews with me over the phone uh, and on like via Skype, which was great. And I got the job and I moved like all within a couple months being like, it was just a very quick process. And I know that there are a lot of people who would be so scared to do anything like that. And then I've had friends like, girl, like that's brave. And I'm just like, really? It's brave to 
want to pay my bills and save money, <laughs> you know, but I, I know a lot of people operate in fear, so they don't want to leave where they're comfortable. And I was having a conversation with my younger brother earlier this week, and, you know, he's kind of facing similar challenges, and it's just like he refuses to leave LA or refuses to, like, leave what's comfortable for him in order to progress. And I, I don't understand it. Like there are so many people who relate to him who've been in that position, but I don't know. I just want us to, to choose better things for ourselves. Another example that I wanted to really point out is like, I wrote a new book. I think I've mentioned it a few times in these, po- these podcasts, but the book is titled, I wrote this book to pay my student loans. And I wrote this book to pay my student loans basically. But honestly, I had the vision for it. There are a lot of people who write random, like little funny, cute books or whatever the case may be. And they're, they're for the most part, some are good, some aren't. Like <laughs> sometimes I'll buy these books because I judge books by their cover. And I'm like, what the heck am I reading? Like, girl, you just put anything together and we and then sold it to us. And I'm like, why not me, Lord? But I didn't just put anything together. I actually wrote things that I think other people will be able to relate to. I shared my opinion and thoughts on a variety of topics. And I hope that you get it, read it, tell me what you think. But anywho, so I wrote this book. And for a long time, I was kind of like moving in silence, working. And book marketing experts say like, that's not even a good idea. You should be trying to generate buzz for your book and just letting people know you're writing it. And I just didn't want to do that. I couldn't explain why. I can't explain why. I just wanted to have the product, the project done and then try to promote, you know what I mean? Like I, I just wanted to get the work done as opposed to like making announcements. More moves, less announcements. That's kind of my vibe, right? Even with this podcast, I don't share it. Like nobody knows I have a podcast, but after this podcast, after this episode, I'm going to like, I don't know, erase the fear and really get it and share it somehow. I don't know. I'm scared, y'all. I'm scared. See, we're talking about fear and I'm scared. I'm telling you for real. But honestly, like this with this book, um, now that it's finished, I went, I was working on like the cover design and doing all this other stuff. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I, I promise you I don't. I recently redesigned my own website, did not know what I was doing. I was scared that it would be a disaster, but I did it any freaking way. So um, yeah, that's just what kind of inspired this whole episode. I feel like I'm about to ramble, but it's all good. Rock with your kid, okay? I'm going somewhere. So with the book, I didn't want to promote it. Like Now that it's finished, it's been on Amazon for a couple of weeks, but it wasn't until this week that I really, really shared it on social media, you know, and I do not know why I wasn't doing it. And then I really sat and thought about it like, girl, why are you not shamelessly promoting yourself, right? Why are you not sharing this information or this project that you work so hard on? And then I realized like, I don't want people to think I'm doing too much, right? I don't want people to like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't under, I don't know why. Like, I thought like that, right? Um, and I also was like, damn, what if nobody buys this? Like, what if I work this hard and nobody buys it? What if people judge me, you know? Those are my two fears. I was scared that people was gonna be like, girl, this girl always doing something random. She this, she that, and but I don't care. <laughs> now I don't give no Fs, okay, you guys? Um, Cash Doll has a song called Doing Too Much. And if anybody ever thinks you're doing too much, just give them that song, okay? So anywho, I, I don't know why. Why did I care about what people thought, right? Like 
I shouldn't because quite frankly, now that I've announced that I have this book and shared it, I've gotten love from a lot of people. There are some people who you would expect love from or expect a congrats or anything and they won't say anything. And those are probably the people who think I'm doing too much or probably the people who think they're not doing enough. So it makes it difficult for them to you know, shout you out or whatever the case may be. But I am not a person who's going to be like, I, I don't, I don't want to say that. I'm trying to say, I hate when people like start businesses and try to force their friends to support them, right? Or for, force their friends to buy or share or whatever the case. Like, let those people do what the heck they want to do. And so that's what I'm doing. But I just, I am noticing like, oh, wow, you that's how you feel? You're just going to ignore a girl? But it's okay. You ain't got to like because other people will. And that's what I feel about it. Like, if you fear that the people closest to you won't support or won't be happy for whatever it is that you want to do, that's fine because somebody else will be happy for you and somebody else will support you. So whatever you're scared to do, do it now and forget whoever it is you're worried about. Same with this podcast. I really didn't want to share it with people yet because it's not good yet or I I feel like it's not good yet. I don't know what I'm doing. Am I talking too loud? Are my episodes too short? Are they too long? Like there are just so many questions and the only way to really get the feedback and to find out what people like is to actually have them listen. So here we are. But I am so grateful because I kind of like released a little bit of fear like when I traveled to Atlanta and I told maybe like four ladies that I started a podcast and I've been getting listened I'm like oh my god I'm so scared these people are listening to me am I I don't know it's weird um but I also with the book I also put in my uh bio that like I'm the host of this podcast and now that I've released the book and people are buying the book they can now see that I have a podcast (laughs) so I have to do episodes now I did it scared I tricked my myself into like doing something that I was afraid of by just putting it out there and kind of seeing if I could I don't know measure up to whatever it is I'm trying to do so here we are we're gonna see I finally, uh, like I said, I finally posted about the book, started promoting it, and I sold several copies this weekend. Like, y'all, earlier today, I was legit on my dining table organizing, making sure I had addresses. I still haven't autographed the book, so I have to do that tonight, but I want to use the right kind of pen, so that's why I didn't autograph it. So I'm going to be doing that and shipping them out by Tuesday. Um, I need to figure out the logistics a little better, but I'm getting it done. I feared that, like I said, I feared that nobody would buy it. I feared that nobody would like comment or share my post, but people have done all three of those things. And so I don't know, like all the fears I had were pointless <laughs> because now I'm, I'm in the thick of things and yeah, I'm excited. But one thing I want to say, I don't want to say I'm scared of it though. It's just, I don't want to do it because there are, there's an abundance of people having like women's empowerment events and, or speaking on panels as experts or whatever the case may be. And I say that so much. So my new um is whatever the case may be. And this is a problem that I'm noticing. So work with me. I'm going to try not to say it anymore. (laughs) But yeah, so these people, they speak on panels, they do all this. And I, I would always think in my head, like, I'll go support other people who do that. But I have no desire to be on a panel talking about anything. So I don't know. Maybe I'm scared to do it. Who knows? We'll see. But at the moment, I don't want to do that. But I see the value in it for other people. So, but I do think that with the steps I'm taking, that that is probably going to be something I might have to face at some point or whatever. So fast forward, let me just go ahead and just say, like, it's normal to have fear. 
All of us are scared of things. We should not let fear lead us. That's where we need to make some adjustments. So I'm recording this podcast, even though I was scared that I was going to ramble, which I'm kind of (laughs) doing. I was also scared that I was going to cough because my voice is kind of weird, but I'm doing it anyway. So uh, this podcast is specifically for you, for the person who has been wanting to do something, wanting to try something, but you just can't get past the fear. Like I'm doing this for you right now. So message. It's a new decade coming up. The year's about to the new year's about to approach. So why not now? Why can't you do the thing you've been dying to do, right? Do the thing that you the vision that you have. Do some steps to make it happen. So there are thousands of podcasts out here on these internet streets out there. If you want to start one, start now. I mean, it's just if you're going to wait till there's millions of them out there, like that's why I didn't. And I also didn't want to share my podcast for that reason. I'm like, dang, it's a lot of podcasts. Who going to listen to me sit up there and talk? Uh, I don't care if it's just three people. Guess what? Hey, y'all. What's up? You know, and <laughs> same. If, if you want to write a book, write it. Um, I'm starting to. I don't want to say I'm starting to get annoyed. People are like, how do you write a book? Girl, start writing. And then we can talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I am going to be doing like a blog post about it, like giving like specific tips and different strategies that I use to help me. But I am like, I'm not by any means like the expert in, in that field, but I made it happen. So I would be happy to share what I know. But for the most part, if you want to write a book, just honestly go on Google Docs and start writing. And then there are just so many resources on the internet that are just going to help lead you to do whatever it is you want to do if you put the time into it. All right. So start your business. Do whatever it is that you want to do. If it scares you, you must make it your to-do list. I got that. I wrote, I wrote that quote in my book. It's from Devon Franklin. It's like, whatever it is you're afraid of, you must make it your to-do list. I remember hearing that from him and I was like, oh my God, that's freaking powerful. So I encourage you to do that and take his advice. So some of what I'm saying, if you have my book already and you've read it, you're like, girl, you just repeat what you wrote in the book, which is fine because you know I'm honest. I gave you my real thoughts, but I did write about fear and just how it just shouldn't lead us. And there was also a quote I shared by Jim Carrey, but it slips my mind right now. So get the book. I wrote this book to pay my student loans and you can see what I was talking about. But let's stop being afraid because a lot of times we're afraid of the stuff that can really like level us up and it shouldn't be that way. All right, so I ziplined last year and I was really scared to do it, y'all. Like, yeah, even thinking back, I still can't believe I was dangling on it. It was just bad. I was really scared. But yeah, I did it because my friends wanted to do it. And if they were jumping off a bridge, would I jump off a bridge? Absolutely not. But I've decided to do it uh, because I don't know. I just felt like, why was I so scared? If everybody else can do it, why can't I, right? And I remember. Uh, when I was going down the line, I'm just repeating for my first ride. I'm like, I can do anything. I can do anything. I can do anything. (laughs) So that's a new mantra for you. Whatever it is you're afraid of while you're doing it or while you start doing it, just remind yourself that you can do anything and and go ahead and rock it on out. Do I ever want to zip line again? Probably not. And this isn't, I don't think I'm recording this podcast for someone who's like afraid of roller coasters. I'm like, girl, I'll get on that roller coaster, right? But if that roller coaster has some type of power over you, then maybe you should. 
The fears I really want to talk about are the ones that are holding you back, the ones that are stopping you from becoming the the amazing person that you're destined to become, the ones that are prolonging the struggle (laughs) for you when you could really be out here grinding and getting to it, getting to your money and making everybody mad. Beyonce. I know, but... (laughs) I'm about to get out y'all's ear in just a moment, I swear, because I'm I'm acting kind of goofy. When it's after 10 p.m., it ain't no telling what I'm going to start rambling about. But I honestly do not want this another, this is my year to go to waste, right? Like everyone says that every new year, this is my year. If 2018 wasn't your year, but you said it was. If 2019 wasn't your year, but you said it was. 2020, let's really make it your year, right? And even if not the whole year, let's make this your week. Let's make this your month, you know? Like, let's get it popping. Let's start dealing with our fears. So to do that, how can we do that? Let's just start by identifying what we're afraid of. So for me, it was like, I am afraid of releasing this book and not being successful, right? Quite frankly, if my goal is to release this book and make the $20,000 I need to get out of student loan debt, uh, that's that's a challenge, right? But people have made a million dollars in a few minutes on the internet. Anything is freaking possible, right? So why not put myself in position to accomplish that goal? So I don't know. That's what I think you should ask yourself. Why not put yourself in position to accomplish your goal? So if you're afraid of spiders, quite frankly, I don't stay away from them. <laughs> I don't want you to be around those spiders because they're gross. They make me itch. But figure out why the fear that you have exists and figure out if it's rational, right? So you may have a rational fear of spiders if you got bit by one, but you should not be scared to start a business if there's little risk involved, right? So for me, as far as writing a book, it was like, okay, yeah, there's a risk that I'm going to spend a little money and and lose it because it it costs money for me to, you know, buy physical copies of books. But quite frankly, if I want to write a book and put it on Amazon, I formatted my book myself. I designed my cover by myself. Like there's no, there's not a lot of risk there. So even if only 10 people buy my book and I don't, you know, pay off my student loan debt, I still win in a way, right? Because I'm an author and I I saw something through to the finish line. So if your risk or your fear doesn't involve you losing your all of your money, all of your savings, then you sh- it's not a rational fear. And you need to just go ahead and man up, woman up, and do what you need to do to stop being afraid, afraid and face your fears. And a lot of times we have these fears and they're not rational and we're just really low-key hating on ourselves, right? So that's what I think I was doing. Like for some, for me to be afraid that someone was going to think I was doing too much, like what? Like how? I'm not doing enough to be honest with you. And like, so I was hating on myself and like holding myself back or not posting or whatever the case may have been. Dang it. I said it again. Freak, freak, freak. Um, And I shouldn't have been doing that. So once you identify the source of your fear, I think you can really go ahead and make some progress and come up with some solutions so you can find a way to face your fear. So I think I should end the podcast about here. Um, But seriously, like do it scared. That's that's the the point of this podcast. I want to remind you to do it scared. I was working on a script and the key line in the script that stood out to me was when my main character told the woman to do it scared. And so I was like, wow, podcast topic, ding, ding, ding. Like, 
I, I just really want to thrive and, and live my life to the best of my ability. And like I have, my mama always told me like I got champagne taste and a Budweiser budget. Like it is very accurate. She told me that as a kid, but now that I'm growing up, like I really just be looking at million dollar homes for fun. And I'm just like, girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but the truth is I'm like, if somebody else can do these things, why can't you? And so that's what I want to leave you with. Like whatever goals you have, whatever vision you have, if you can see it, you can achieve it. Um, and that's just pretty much it. Like I am, I was sent here to tell you that. And I'm sorry I said um so much. And I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast, even though I'm still learning. And the fear I'm going to face this week is to actually announce that I have a podcast. So wish me luck on that. And I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care anymore, y'all. Forget fear. Fear is whack. 2020 is coming. And so for the rest of December, it's December 1st right now when I'm recording this. So for the rest of December, I encourage us all to do at least one thing a week that we are afraid of. So that gives us an opportunity to do like four crazy, scary things. If you can uh, join me on this challenge, hit me up on Instagram at what Alex sees. I would love to know what you're afraid of. And I would love to know what you're doing to conquer that fear. So yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope to hear from you soon. Happy December.